Christ's gospel. Chapter number 5. My doctors told me not to get to preaching, so I need all these waters up here. I want to ask you something just as a country preacher, a pastor. I want to ask you something just a minute before we leave and go to the house. I wonder what you need from the Lord tonight. Will this be just another gathering? Or will we have an ear to hear what the Lord would say to us? This is a very special passage in the Bible in Luke's Gospel 5. Look what it says, and it does matter what the Bible says. came to pass that as the people pressed upon him to hear the Word of God, Isn't that amazing? They weren't looking for a show. They weren't looking for an entertainment. They was looking for Jesus to give them something by his word. If there's anything that's going to help us in this day and this hour, it will be the word of God. There are many different personalities that are preaching many different ways of preaching. But I'm going to tell you tonight, it doesn't matter if you're like a loud preacher or a quiet preacher. i tell you what matters as he preaching the Word of God. Wish I could get that through to my people. They like people like Brother Bradley. Wow, kicking, screaming. I've had some of the greatest preachers in America in at Liberty Baptist Church years ago and great statesmen. They could quote half the Bible. Lord, they'd get up and preach one of the greatest messages I've ever heard and I'd have them rednecks come say, why didn't he preach? I said, well, you don't know about preaching. Preaching is simply expounding the word of of God. And the people pressed upon him not to find entertainment, not to find something so spectacular, but just if he would preach the word to them. I, I wish our nation, I wish our culture, I wish our churches could get back to this wanting the word of God. In our part of the country, the contemporary churches, you can say what you want, I'm old-fashioned. I know where my bread's buttered tonight, but so many have went into entertainment and laser shows, and my goodness, there's stuff going on that's bizarre tonight, but oh, how the people of God need the Word of God. I'm not saying that we're the only people that have God, I'm smarter than that. But I can tell you this, the Word of God still works wherever it's expounded tonight. So they pressed upon him to hear the Word of God. Then the Bible says, and he stood by the lake of Genesaret, 
and he saw two ships standing by. They were standing by the lake, but the fishermen were gone out of them, and they were washing their nets. Watch your Bible. He entered into one of the ships, which was Simon's, and he prayed him that he would thrust out a little from the land, and he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. When he had left speaking, or he is done talking, he said to Simon, launch out in the deep. Let down your nets for a drought or a haul. And Simon answering said to him, Master, <laughs> we've told all the night, taken nothing. But nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when uh, they had this done, then closed a great multitude of fishes and their net break. And they beckoned under their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and help them. They came and filled both the ships, as though, so they began to sink. And when Simon Peter saw it, he fell down at Jesus' knees saying, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. For he was astonished. And all that were with him at the draught of fishes which they had taken. Father, we love you tonight. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. Would you speak to our hearts just a few moments tonight? Thank you for the songs that have been sung and how our hearts have been touched. Thank you for these families that have come. Lord, these that have worked all day, I pray that you'd use us to be a blessing tonight to the people of God. Thank you for your blessings on this place. Thank you for the blessings on America, and we do pray for Israel tonight. In the name above all names that we ask you this evening, the Lord Jesus, we pray. Amen. And amen. I want to preach just a simple message tonight on launch out and let down. Launch out and let down. We felt last night that the Lord had sent us a text of the church with the open door. Isn't it a blessing to be able to go to church where the door's open? A lot of folks going to church where the door's froze shut. Nobody can get in. Nobody can get out. But here tonight, it seems as the Lord is simply showing us in the Word of God what can happen when people will really launch out. Now notice, first of all, the book they were fascinated with in verse 1. They came upon him to hear the Word of God. It, it is, the Bible is a despised book. It's a disputed book. 
It's a disturbing book, but it is the divine book. There's no book like this book. Look anywhere you want. You'll never find a book like this book. It's new every morning. It's never preached out. I've had young pastors call me and say, Brother Ken, I just can't, don't have nothing to preach. I say, well, you're just not reading your Bible long enough. Amen. And so the book they were fascinated with. But then look secondly at the boats they were finished with. The Bible said in verse number 2 that they saw two ships standing by, but the fishermen were gone out of them and were washing their nets. Now watch your Bible. He saw two ships standing by. Then in verse 3, the Lord does something. He entered into one of the ships that was Simon. Prayed him they would thrust out a little from the land. And he sat down and taught the people out of the ship. Now, there were two ships there, but he chose to get into Simon's ship. I wonder if the Lord chose to get into your ship tonight, would you be interested in sharing it with him? I wonder if he decided to get into your hardship. Would you be willing to share it with the Lord that it may be used for the honor and the glory of God? I wonder if he asked you that he could get involved into your worship tonight. I, I wonder would you be willing to give Jesus that ship in this day and this hour? Your worship, folks, worship some strange things. Oh, can I tell you, he desires our worship. The Bible says he seeks such as those to worship him in spirit and in truth. So, we see that he asked Simon for something. Has the Lord ever asked you for something? You know, it's easy to give away something that you really don't want, something you really don't enjoy. But here we see that the Lord has particularly got in Simon's ship and he's asked him, he said, Let's just thrust out a little from the land. I, I need to use this just for a little while. I, I'm glad God's still interested in using some things that people have in this day and this time. It's so easy to give the Lord something that don't mean nothing to us. I was preaching in a big way one Sunday there at the church. And I had a tie that didn't tie good. I despise a tie that don't tie good. You know, some of you ladies, you got a pocketbook. It's still in your closet, and the shine's been knocked off of it. You don't carry it no more. But you've got that particular pocketbook you really like. Somebody say amen tonight. And so when the Lord asked you for that, I was preaching in a big way. And Brother Bradley, I pulled that tie off, and I said, it's like this tie. It'd be easy for me to give this to you because I don't, I don't really care that much for it. And I didn't think nothing about it. Went on out after service and got in my vehicle to go home. This little old boy come out there, and he looked up at me at the window. And uh, I let my window down, and he said, uh, Hey, preacher. He said, uh, that tie that you don't want, said, uh, could I have it? I said, well, sure. I got out and 
pulled it off my neck, put it around him, and just drug his little shoes on the parking lot. He said, right now, he said, I'm a cowboy, but one day I'm going to be a preacher. And so about that time, his mama pulled up and said, what's he telling you, preacher? But it's easy to give something away that don't mean nothing to you for something that meant a lot to you, would you be willing to share it with him tonight? I wonder what ship he would be interested in that you have. Would it be a hard ship? I've noticed the Lord loves to get in our hardships and help others with them. Matter of fact, the Bible says comfort one another, thereby with the comfort where we are comforted by. A lot of times we go through things that we not keep them hardships to us, but we may share them with others to let them know how we got through it. I appreciate the older people at church. A lot of folks think, oh, you know, once you've got a certain age, you're no good for the Lord anymore. But I thank God for the older people in the church. Sometimes I walk up and say, well, now let me ask you, this, this December, I've been married 44 years. Y'all been married 65. Tell me how y'all made it. You say, preacher, one day at a time, do the best you can. But people are so important. I, I wonder tonight if the Lord would ask you to let him have something, would you be willing to give it to him tonight? And so he comes up into Simon's ship. Verse 4, the Bible says, when he left speaking, he said unto Simon, Now launch out into the deep. Uh, You'll notice when he left speaking, it, the, the work was to be done. How many times does God send us a word and now it's up to us to do what he said to do? We've heard preaching after preaching. I know you've got a good preacher. I know you that are visiting. You've got some of the greatest preachers in this part of the country they are. But I wonder, what do we do with the preaching that we hear? So the Bible said when he had left speaking, that he simply said this, just launch out into the deep. Now, they were very familiar with those shallow waters. We, we don't want to launch out much. You know, where I remember as a kid, I trying to learn to swim in the river. My cousins, we'd be in a hayfield, Middle Tennessee, and one of the big uh, paydays we'd get when we got the hay out of the field, we got to go to the river, and they had a swing up on a rope. I wanted to, I wanted to swing uh, so bad on that rope out on that tree, but I couldn't swim. Man, my cousins get on that bank, and they'd scream like Indians going out through there and kaplunk. And there I was down there on the bank. I know wherever rock was, wherever stump was, because I could feel it with my toe. And boy, the deeper I'd get out there. You know, when you get into places you've never been, it gets uneasy, don't it? Isn't it amazing? This word launch out, I, I looked at it. You know what it means? It, said, it means a lot of times when we run a, a, a boat up on the bank that we must get out and we must push it off. And sometimes it takes more than one to get it pushed out. I was preaching down in Louisiana. There's a fella come to me. Sir, he said, you're a country preacher, ain't you? I said, sure am. He said, you want to go frogging? I said, yeah, I love frog legs. Somebody save me in tonight. 
He said, well, you meet me at the motel after service tomorrow night. We're going to go down to the swamp. And Lord, y'all, I wish you could see what I've seen down there. It's unbelievable. He put a carbide light on my head, and I shined everywhere in his red eyes. I said, Lord, that's frogs. He said, them ain't frogs, them's gators. Somebody say amen. <laughs> and you can see the white bellies on them frogs where you'd see them. And he'd say, now listen. Uh, I said, well, where's your gun or your gig? He said, oh, we don't do that. We catch them. I said, you catch them? He said, yeah, we're going to catch them with your hand. Well, he taught me about it. But we was coming back to the round about 2 in the morning. Down in the middle of that swamp. And y'all, that was a terrible thing. He, he, he got out in that boat, cut the motor on it, and got the rocking on it. He got the pushing, pushing. I got ready to bail out. He said, oh, preacher, no, no, I don't want you to get out. I said, no, I'm going to get out. We're getting this off this place. Somebody save me. I say that to say this tonight. Sometimes we need help getting unstuck. Launching. Out, he... Now, I want you to notice something. There's two boats tied up. He decides to get into one, which is Simon's, and he gets done. He says, now, Simon, I want you to launch out. You know, we, we're so filled with shallow excuses. We, we love the shallow so many times in our life. Shallow excuses. And then, therefore, we have very shallow excursions. And we have a lot of shallow experiences. You know, if you always do what you've always done, then you'll always have what you've always got. And Jesus said, you know some you can play in them shallows all you want to, but it's time to launch on out and get into some deep waters that you've never been in. Can I tell you that faith is never convenient tonight? Sometimes the Lord will... He will certainly ask you to give in ways that you've never given. And you say, well, I can't do that. Boy, we know how it is to give $10 in the shallows, but sometimes he may ask us to give a lot more than that. We know how it is sometimes to, to witness to people and be good to people in the church, but when we're on the outside and we get in them deep waters, he wants us to launch out and do things that we've never done. So I want to ask you now, would you be willing not only to loan your vessel, but would you be willing to launch out and go places that you've never done? You know, our young people, I appreciate them, but if we that are older in the Lord don't learn to launch out and trust God in some things, all they're going to know is just shallow experiences. Somebody's got to lead that others may follow. A lot of times God will ask you to do things and it takes big faith. And faith is never, ever convenient. But we must trust Him by His Word. So when He asks us to do things, we must reply. Now I want you to notice what they've done. This is very important that you get this. I hope this will talk to somebody's heart just for a moment. Look what happens when he left speaking, he said to Simon, launch out in the deep and underline this, and let down your nets for a drought. He answered and said to him, Master, we've toiled all the night and have taken nothing, but nevertheless at thy word I'll let down thy net. Now look what he said, launch out and now let down your nets. I want to ask somebody something this evening. 
Have you ever been caught up in a let down? Have you ever been let down with yourself? You say, they've been involved in a letdown all night. And now God's asking them to come back by one more time and let a letdown happen again. Can I tell you, your next letdown may be your biggest blessing tonight. Don't give up on people. You ever been let down with yourself? Boy, I tell you, a lot of times we, we want to think, man, we have arrived and but you know, when we leave the church house and get down there across the river bridge, things changes, don't it? I'm talking about this old flesh that's never been saved. It won't never be saved till we get a new body. And, and so there's a war going on in us. Have you ever let yourself down? I want to say something. Don't give up on it because your next letdown may be the greatest blessing of your life. Have you ever been let down in a child? Has a friend ever let you down? The letdowns of life have... You know, I, I don't understand people that's never been let down. I've been let down a lot in life. But I sure am glad that we just don't fold up our nets and put them away, but the Lord challenges us to let down one more time. Just be let down one more time. You may be surprised what happens in your next big letdown. I sure am glad the Lord didn't throw the key away on me. You know, children are so different. These boys tickle me. They say they're going to write books about how to raise children, but they never had none. And they're going to write a book about how to pastor a church, but they never pastored one. But you know, God takes our letdowns and turns it to one of the biggest blessings. Now, I want to show you a truth in the Bible tonight. It's one of the biggest truths I've ever seen in my Christian life. It's one of the biggest truths that I've ever seen in ministry. One of the biggest truths has helped where I pastor at and watch what happens. The Bible said, Simon answered and said to him, Master... We've toiled all the night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, 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 in spite of, in spite of my failure, I'm going to try it one more time. I'm going to try it one more time in spite of everything I've been doing. It ain't worked out. One more time, I'm going to try it just one more time. Just come on back to church one more time. Just pray one more time. Read your Bible one more time. Preach just one more time. Love them young uns just one more time. And you may be surprised what God will do with your next letdown. Now look what they've done. Some of you ain't going to like it. Some of you ain't even going to get it. But if one or two of you'd get it, it'd change your life and your whole ministry. Watch your Bible. They'd taken nothing, nevertheless, at thy word, I'll let down your net. And when they had this done, they had to get this done first. You may wonder why your net is empty. Maybe you hadn't done what you've been told to do. When they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes in their net break. Now, before I get to the nugget, I want to ask you something. He told them, he told them 
in verse number 4 to let down your nets. Simon said, nevertheless, thy word, I'll let down the net. Now, I want to ask y'all something. There's another boat there. James and John was beside them. Why didn't they throw in and let their net down too? Because if they'd have thrown their nets out the way Christ done, nothing would have broken, nothing would have got away. I wonder how come we're always waiting on the preacher to do everything. You ever heard in prayer room, boy, they do this to me, pastor. Have you heard from so-and-so this week? And this is what I say. No, have you? Have you checked on so-and-so this week, preacher? No, have you? I wonder how much more we'd do if we'd all get involved and let our nets out and give what God's given us and trust Him. with. I wonder how much more we'd all get tonight. Your pastor can't do everything. I know some of y'all think that he's Superman, but he ain't. Shake your little Baptist head up and down tonight. We, well, we need everybody in the church house doing what the Lord has commissioned us to do. You say, well, preacher, it's not very important. Oh, it's very important. You just be in your place. You got any idea when you miss church what goes through your preacher's mind? Where are they at? Well, y'all, now, I know y'all don't like this. I'm about done preaching. I know it ain't real good tonight, but I'm going to say something before I leave anyway. You know, when a preacher really don't see who's here, he don't see who ain't here. I know y'all don't understand that, but he, he really don't see who's here. He just see who's missing. Well, the devil loves to show him that running crazy. Check on people yourself and be a blessing to your pastor and to your church and a help. And y'all get your own self to church. Somebody say amen. Now watch this. Now when they had this done, they enclosed a great multitude and their net break. Now here's what's going on. Some of you is not going to agree with, but you can't argue with the Bible. Look in verse number 7 now what he said. This is so good. I may go back and preach this back at our church Sunday because they need to hear it again. They beckoned unto their partners... That word beckoned, you know what it means? It means a summons by a gesture. This is what it said. Hey, y'all, come over here. <laughs> hey, y'all, come over here. Now, this is amazing what happens. Look what it says. They beckoned on their partners, which were in the other ship, that they should come and look. Help them. Don't miss this. Here's the key to it all. They beckoned on their partners to come help them. How was they going to come help them? What the Bible says, they came and filled both the ships so that they began to sink. You know how that they got help was they was beckoning people to come and get what they got. And did you know in Mark chapter number 4, you remember that storm? When the seas got up and the ship was filled with water, the Bible said it didn't begin to sink. But look right here, the Bible says, so they came and filled both the ships, so they began to sink. What's the thoughts there? Billows will not sink our ship, but our blessings will. A lot of times we've been taught this way, two and two is four. 
I realize it is at school, but not in God's arithmetic. God says, give, and it shall be given. Isn't that amazing? They beckoned their partners to come help them and get what they got. You mean they was giving away what they had in order to get help? Yeah, they wasn't helping them. They was helping them when they come and got what they was giving them. Oh, I wish we could get plugged into missions. I wish that we could understand where Jesus has always intended the church to be a channel and not a reservoir. You wouldn't believe the places I've preached that's got 200000 in a graveyard fund. Them dead people don't need that money. Get the gospel out. Get the gospel out. Y'all come help us and get what we got. Bring us help and get what we got. Boy, I'll never forget this. I know Brother Wesley's heard of him, Brother Boatner. You remember Brother Boatner? Brother Levon Boatner, he's in Mississippi. He, he took me under his wing years ago, one of the greatest, kindest men I've ever met. And uh, he pulled into our church. He had an old camper, him, Miss Bonnie, and... That thing, it was pitiful. And so I was sitting there. Now, don't nobody draw up now. I, I'm not making you do nothing. I'm just telling you what's happened where I preach at. And the Lord spoke to my heart. He was uh, preaching. He said, won't you help get that man a better vehicle than what he's riding in? He's running around this country helping God's children everywhere. We'd never done nothing like that. We was over there in them shallows just stumping our toes on the stumps and the rocks. And he asked me, he said, won't you just push on out a little bit from what you're used to? So I went to my assistant and I said, Brother Mike, God's wanting us to get him a vehicle. I said, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to mail 40 pastors that he preaches for every week and, and so we're going to raise that kind of money, and it's going to come in, we're going to buy him a new truck. So y'all, I've done that. Y'all have seen my little letters I wrote. Boy, I mean, it was, it was so good, and I mailed them out to 40 pastors. Did you know in about six weeks, you know how much money come in for $42,000? $6,000. I was let down. <laughs> y'all ever been let down? I run to my assistant pastor, and I said, Brother, can you believe I... I, I sent a letter to 40 churches, $6,000 coming. And this is what he said. He stabbed my heart. I'm the pastor. He's assistant pastor. And he said, you ever thought about God may want us to buy that church? I said, no, I ain't never thought about that. I said, Lord, this crowd ain't got no money. Look at us. I said, we trying to get a building paid for, are we? I mean, we're just barely making it. I told my men, I said, Preacher, is that what God wants us to do? I said, I believe it is. They said, well, let's do it. Brother Bradley, in them days, our offering was about, his probably 1,800 weeks, 1,600. Depends on if people give Sunday or not. I'm not a preacher. I'm always on. <laughs> I brought him to church, and they had that truck pulled out behind. He was sitting there, and here's a man now has been. And I emptied the church out. 
I said, Pastor, just sit right here. Our, our, our church is going to go outside. And he looked at me sort of like, Preacher, I know you're about crazy anyway. They pulled that truck out on the front lawn of Liberty and gathered around it. And I said, now, come on, let's go out. When I walked out of the front doors of that church, that precious man of God, I've got pictures of it. They started singing Amazing Grace. And I said, God's give you a new vehicle. Y'all, the Holy Ghost fell on that place. And our offerings started bumping the next week. It was just amazing to see what God would do. What are you saying, preacher? See, God's never intended His church to be a reservoir but a channel. I've got a man that works for Lockheed. He's a brilliant man, works Lockheed in Atlanta. He's, he's so smart. I'm about done preaching. He got up about two years or three years after that. He taught Sunday school. And Brother Brad, I love honesty. I love people, just be honest, no show. He said, I got to say something to our church this morning. You know, I drawed up a little bit. He said, y'all know that truck we give away? He said, I thought it was a little elaborate that we'd buy a new vehicle. He said, I didn't open my mouth. I trusted the leadership of our church. I just kept paying my tithes, and he said, I want to say something. God's taught me through that. God's taught me that if we'd just launch out, if we'd trust him in deep waters, that God has proved himself to be God. Any of y'all ever heard Patsy Henderson sing, the Henderson lady? Any of y'all ever heard them raise? Any of y'all ever heard them ladies sing? One day a blessing, she's in had my priest's funeral a few years ago. There's up singing at church, Brother Bradley, one camp meeting. They come in late. Now I looked out the door, you know, I was looking for singers like Brother Wesley. Where's the singers at? It's done 15 after I walked out and I looked. One of my family's come in on back of a pickup truck. Mama Patsy, Miss Robin was up front with the family. They got out and said, what in the world are y'all doing? They said, ah, oh, preacher, our old van broke down. I said, honey, where is it at? I said, down there at Bowden by the piggly wiggly at the back. We just pushed it in the bank. I said, how many miles on that thing? She said, oh, about 280,000. I said, well, come on, get to singing, Lord David. Hey, they acted like there's a Learjet sitting out there waiting to take them home. I'd been a doubt. I'd been texting everybody I know. How am I going to get out of this place? They're just so happy. There's up a singing. The Holy Ghost nudged me and said, won't you get them a van? I run over there, Brother Mike. I said, you can't believe this. I said, let's take up an offering. I walked up to Miss Patsy. Brother Wesley, I stopped him. I said, Miss Patsy, I said, uh, it will take up an offering tonight to get you a vehicle. Will you get you another good vehicle? She said, yeah. I said, sing. Boy, she'd start singing. Well, they took the offering. My ushers just stayed and stayed. There's a singing, singing. So like me preaching wouldn't stop. It just kept, just kept the singing. So finally, directly, here they come. Come down by the wall. And he handed me a little old bitty piece of paper. And I looked at it. Lord, I stopped Miss Patsy. I said, Miss Patsy, Lord, just give you 23000 tonight. Y'all know what that precious thing done that's in heaven tonight. 
she went and bought her a van and she pulled it up the next Sunday. And y'all know what that woman done? She left the doors open right there at our church. And I didn't know it. I come out, say bye to them. I said, Miss Patsy, you left your doors open. She said, oh, no, baby. She said, I left the doors open so everybody could look in and see how good God's been to us. Piano player, come tonight. Can I tell you something? I don't know what God's asking you for. You know, I, I don't even know why I had to preach this tonight or that last night. I really wanted to preach on my hurt. I've been hurting a lot lately. But maybe God wants my hardship that he can preach out of it and use it. I wonder what you got God would want tonight. What about your worship? I wonder, would that be a ship that he'd love to climb into tonight? You launch out into waters you've never been in and trust God for what he'd have you to do. You see, Jesus many times will ask us to do things that's not easy. But you listen to me, children. You can always trust Him to do what's right. What you need tonight, I'm done preaching. I want to open this altar in your life. What would God be asking you for? Wonder what he wants you to push out from where you are, go in a deeper place tonight. Here at Concord Baptist Church, would it be the, the God that has set an open door? Or would it be that he wants you to launch out in faith and go out into a community like you've never reached? Worship like you've never worshiped. Enjoy God like you've never enjoyed. What would you need tonight? Would you come? Would God be asking for something that you have to use that He could use for His honor and His glory? Would you come tonight? Oh, would you come? Would you come? I wonder what it'd be that you have that God could use. You say, preacher, I don't have much, neither do I. But it amounts a whole lot to God when you give it to Him. Say, Lord, you use it. Lord, I don't want to go through what I've been through lately. I just want to be honest with you. But Lord, I'd love to give that to you tonight. Maybe you can preach to somebody out of it. Lord, we sure do need you. And I want to thank you for the kindness of you people. 
I want to thank you, Lord, that you've allowed me to launch out in faith many times to experience only the deep things of God. I want to thank you for that. I want to thank you that our church knows more than shallow experiences. But they know about the deep waters where it's sweet. And Lord, I bless you tonight for your goodness. Help these people increase our faith. Help us to be a blessing in these last days. the house. I had still bowed, eyes still closed. There's still folks around the altar praying. And you might need to come. Maybe you just need to come and say, Lord, whatever, whatever you want. Whatever you want. Whatever you want.